0: We're back
1: for our uh, end of the year episode, or maybe we'll get one more in next week. I don't know yet, but um, it's... Uh, I mean, it's, we still have a
2: whole week left. That's true. And we'll have, you know, at least fantasy recap to do. That's something nothing true. else.
1: Yeah, we're in the middle of, of much gnashing of teeth right now, so we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. more importantly, it's Griffmas. Jesus are on the line. <laughs> yeah, it's Griffmas, and we're going to be talking about some of the greatest Griffs uh, so far this year um, from the granddaddies of Grift on the right wing. Um, so-
2: oh, 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 Mary Griffmas.
1: Exactly. So, um, not all Griffs are right wing Griffs, but most Griffs are right wing Griffs. And so, for this year's uh, finals, we thought we'd. We do some uh, um, great examples, and we'll we'll play those now. So first up, we're gonna play um, one of the best grifters I know. Uh, who's <laughs> personally know. met him? <laughs> not met him, but uh, he is um, a former former liberal who who left. Uh, the left because the liberals are too crazy and they're too, they're too PC. And he was, he deemed for many years, he deemed himself the last liberal. And then I think this year or last year, he finally joined the blaze TV, which is Glenn Beck's network. And uh, it's none other than Dave Rubin, who uh, when it comes to grifters is one of the most, unintelligent grifters out there. He's incredibly stupid, and it's funny to watch because everybody that – you know, all the grifters on his side still think he's incredibly stupid. And we'll just, we're will just we just going to play two clips of Dave Rubin, um, both from uh, Dave Rubin Clips, who apparently has been blocked from Twitter, which is a travesty. He should be in reinstated immediately. He's the only way we can get these Dave Rubin Clips because we're not going to pay – Uh, money at the blaze or subscribe to Dave Rubin's channel. So yeah, we don't, we don't
2: want to give him the view count at all. That's, that's a very important thing that we should set up at the beginning of this is that we do not condone or endorse these people. Uh, This is strictly for
1: entertainment purposes,
2: parody and mockery. (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, this clip from Dave Rubin Clips is called Dave Rubin Takes Bootlicking to Another Level. I have not watched this. I think neither has Kyle, so we're going to play it. It's, with, uh, it's actually with Scott Bayo. He's interviewing oh, wow. Scott Bayo. And uh, here we go. We're going to play it now.
3: But I'll tell you one other thing about it, which was that Trump and Melania, they love each other. They they are actually in love. Several times he referred to her as honey, and he put his hand across the table and put his hand right. on her when he was speaking to her. And, and he had me. Re- he said he said honey. You can just tell, right? her. He said honey, what do you think about this? And then he had me tell her what I had said about Bloomberg, and she actually thought it was interesting. But like, if they weren't in love, when he put no, his you hand tell on my her, language is very yeah. So I don't know what it is. You know, you see those videos of them publicly, and she kind of pulls away. Or I don't know if they were like playing some weird game for the media on that. And he's very soft. The way he speaks, yes. Humble. very thoughtful, deliberate. The guy could have literally done anything he wanted to do for the rest of his life. And I wish I had woken up to this earlier even than I did, because it wasn't until, I never said I was supporting Trump, uh, really until September. He somehow is the last line <laughs> between us and complete totalitarian lunacy. And yeah. yet, oh my unless God. I'm nuts, that's pretty much where we are. And Trump looks at me, he's sitting, he looks up and he goes, yeah, do I recognize you? i recognize you and i said oh well i'm on uh, i'm on tucker a lot he goes oh that must be it then he turns to david my husband he goes he goes who are you david goes well i'm his husband he goes husband he goes you know what your only problem is your problem is you guys are too handsome you guys are just too handsome that's your problem then he goes melania he goes honey honey can you believe it these guys are gay can you <laughs> believe it <He> go-
1: <laughs> yeah also uh dave rubin is gay and has a, a gay husband he, he likes to I'll remind us of that uh, repeatedly.
2: Yeah, but, it's like it's. I mean, it's basically like his. It's like his. guys. it's like um. It's almost kind of like his. He's Candace Owen sort of thing, where it's like, well, obviously, you know, he can't be, uh, homophobe because he is gay.
1: <laughs> exactly. He can definitely be a transphobe, but um, here we go with our second clip because. Uh, a lot of grifters who uh, live in L.A., you know, i.e. Ben Shapiro and some of the other ones, have been moving to Texas. Um, and Dave Rubin, for some reason, has chosen not to go with them to Texas. He likes staying in California. He just bought a, a multi-million dollar home in California. So I suppose that has something to do with it. Um, but uh, here's a clip of him um, calling for revolution against Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Uh, oh God, and the lockdowns. Uh, I love, I love people hating Gavin Newsom because I, I think he's kind of not good either. But like, uh, it's just funny how they hate him. Here we go.
3: Uh, I also have this, the Constitution, people. <laughs> I, I am ready to roll. Like, I'm ready for the revolution, I really am. Like, if this is what these motherfuckers are gonna do, like, I'm I'm here for it. Like, I am not going to be your bitch. Lord, give me the strength. Um, this is this is absolute insanity. Guys, watch V for Vendetta tonight. You know what, maybe we'll do a RubenReport.com movie night. We've done a couple of these. Maybe we'll just get a hundred, couple hundred people or something in on, on a big Zoom chat. Um, because you need to watch V for Vendetta. And I think we're getting to the point where uh, we're gonna have to start doing some crazy shit because these, these people are horrible and they want us locked in our houses forever. And I, the reason I mentioned V for Vendetta, it's very much about this sort of overreaching government thing. But one of the things that V says is that uh, people should not fear their government. Government should fear their people. And we're, we're just about there, guys. We're, we're just about there. Uh, but before we get to all that, let's talk about Glint Pay, guys. I've been telling you guys about Glimpay and. If you don't know, the world is in a very precarious spot. One of the things that's lasted for a long time that people have cared about for a long time. Well, that's gold. Uh, (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) that is that is a quintessential. And, you know, Dave clips is great. And uh, I'm sure that's a selective edit. But uh, one thing that grifters always do is they always have at least right wing grifters. I'm sorry. They always have a pitch for gold um, in any broadcast they do because of course gold or
2: like um precious yeah, metals or like or like supplements
1: yeah but number one they always have a gold company cuz of course the federal reserve is going to bankrupt us and we need to have uh you need to have some of your income in uh interested in in solid precious uh, metal
2: gold gold <laughs> you know that is that is so great i love how like quickly he transitioned right into like the grift
1: well, of course, uh, and there are many. I also like that it's called Glint. Like, the, I, I almost
2: wish that it was called Grift. Like, exactly. <laughs> just go right with it. Just fucking call it what it is. That's that was pretty good. I, uh, I mean, he's. I mean, uh, when was when did he record that? Is is that twenty twenty?
1: Oh yeah, this is all twenty twenty. Yeah, because oh my, God. he's talking about the lockdowns. Yeah. so it's probably at least the fall. Um, because you know,
2: I just it's you know it's like I, I think I I think I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, um, where I kind of had like this weird, like, epiphany sort of thing about like COVID and how, you know, like when when nine eleven happened, there was like three thousand people died in like one day, right? Mm-hmm. And the country like. Rallied together like you know it wasn't a hundred percent but it was very largely everyone kind of came together we're very like easily motivated to like do something about it um but now with like covid we're losing like three thousand people a day for the past couple of weeks and people still are just like i don't want to wear a mask it's just the flu i will not get the vaccine and it's like and it it kind of blew my mind thinking about it because I was like, "Oh, it's 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 not because it's faceless because it's not a human that they can point to and blame. They can't yeah, unify a, behind it." And mus- I'm like, "It Muslim just it just shows it. Yeah. how hateful and like racist these people are." <laughs> that of course, in in order for them to have a villain, they can't just be mad at coronavirus and rally behind doing the right thing. They have to be like, "Oh, it's the Democratic governors." And,
1: and China, yeah, exactly. In China, like, yeah. Uh all right, so we're gonna move into our second clip. Uh which is uh you know, one of the the all time um top grifters on YouTube, Prager run by Dennis Prager. Um this is
2: brand, I mean, they are brand new to the to the grift game. So. Well, I guess
1: yeah, if, you know if and you look at the long
2: game. I mean, really turned into like the grift that keeps on grifting. Like they just can't.
1: Oh, of course. So (laughs) if there's any video you want to watch on, you know, any kind of topic about how socialism is evil, uh, Israel does nothing wrong. um, You know, God, God, this country was founded by God and on godly values. Or God. Um, By but God, for God. I don't know what they've been doing recently because usually their videos are probably a little bit better put together. But this is, uh, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, they're talking yeah. about uh, the statues of Robert E. Lee. And let's specify, like
2: this came out was released on December twenty first. True. So, you know what's what's really funny is like, I don't think anyone has. You know, like the statues were torn down four months ago, and they're still like they're just now getting these videos out.
1: Yeah, they they are a little behind the times, I guess. But here, let's just let's, let's play it because it's uh, it's two minutes, but it's it's just pure gold. Here we go.
4: Two minutes of gold. Who was Robert E. Lee? Just showing a picture of Robert Statues e. of great historical figures like Robert E. Lee are being torn down across America. Here are some facts about Lee that remind us why his statue should remain. Robert E. Lee was connected to George Washington through his father, Light Horse Harry Lee, Washington's cavalry commander, and his wife, Martha Washington's great-granddaughter. Lee's home at Arlington House was just 10 miles from Washington's Mount Vernon. Today... It is the site of Arlington National Cemetery. After 30 years of military service, Lee led US Marines to crush the attempted slave rebellion by radical abolitionist John Brown in October 1859. 21 co-conspirators had seized a federal armory, and all of them were killed or captured, including John Brown, who was tried and hanged for treason. Lee deemed slavery a moral and political evil in any country, but considered it a greater evil to the white man than to the black race, since blacks are immeasurably better off here than in Africa. Opposing secession, Lee foresaw no greater calamity for the country than a dissolution of the Union, but when Virginia seceded in a close vote, Lee resigned his commission. Despite offers to command Union forces, Lee opted to organize the defense of his native state. After 4 years as Confederate commander, Lee became an icon of reconciliation upon his surrender. As president of Virginia's Washington College, he favored education for freed slaves but opposed their right to vote. <laughs> Lee died from a stroke in 1870 and is buried beneath oh, the God. Land.
1: Good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just oh, it's it's man. so great. It's so great because I mean, it's you... like it's like point counterpoint. Really? Like if, I, if you look so, at the structure yeah. of it, it's like Lee was related. I, think I remember
2: when you showed me this and it was like, I I'm still waiting for them to get to the part where they should. be
1: <laughs> Like if this, watching this video doesn't make you in favor of, of tearing down the statue. I don't know what will like, it's like, you know, he, he's the one that captured and killed John Brown, which, uh, you know, was a hero radical. Abolitionists, Radical abolitionists. Yes. Those rat, you know, the problem with abolition is just they took it a little too far. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, what was, what was some, the other ones you had, uh, hang for treason. Oh yeah. And then, then the, the, the argument that, that s- slavery, he, he saw that slavery was, uh, a burden, a greater burden for the white man than for the, for the, uh, the African. Cause of course they're doing better here than they were in Africa.
2: Yeah. I love that <laughs> argument. That's my favorite argument.
1: And then uh, of course yeah. uh, after the war, uh, he was, Well, a big... hold on.
2: I, I also like uh, before that, like the, the idea that they were like, you know, Oh, but look, he's connected to George Washington. So that obviously means he has to be good.
1: Right. Cause George and Washington like, was good.
2: Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, all these fucking southern landowners that are
1: on And to my, under, my understanding, George Washington was just the richest guy around. So then, you know, that had an army or led the army. So they're like, oh, we'll just uh, make him president.
2: <laughs> yeah, Even, pretty much. Yeah. They wanted to make him king. And he was like, nah, bro.
1: Yeah. Um, and but, like,
2: yeah. And people always skip the stuff about like, oh, no, his, his teeth weren't made of wood. They were made of like rhinoceros horn and slaves teeth. Yeah, so, exactly. yeah, no, uh, it's not it's not really a, a selling point.
1: Oh, God. And I love I love the the end, though, where it says, uh, you know, he was at the end of the end of the war. He he supported reconciliation. I'm like, of course he fucking did because otherwise he would have fucking been executed. <laughs> like, just like yeah, right? literally think about that. Like, oh yeah, I think reconciliation is a good idea. Like, oh no, instead we should should hang the traitors for
4: <laughs> breaking yeah. from the states,
1: which would totally be in their right to do, like he did to John Brown. You know, Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. Um. And, and
2: then, then, and then uh, he's like, yeah, he supported ed- education for the freed slaves, but, but not, not the right the to, vote. to vote.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jesus.
2: <laughs> so good. Yeah. I think I'm kind of upset that you skip the end where it's like where they detail how his horse was buried next to him.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Let me play that. Sorry. Here we go. So he died
4: of a stroke. Good riddance. And then here we go in 1870 and is buried beneath lee chapel in what's now washington and lee university his legendary war horse traveler rests in a plot nearby did did he fuck that horse no <laughs> i
2: feel like he fucked that horse i think he fucked that horse i mean he had to fuck that horse
1: yeah he might have we I mean, don't know putting... we just don't know like there's no way to know
2: there's no way to know. And exactly. honestly, like if, if he was still around today to correct us, you know, we would totally admit we were wrong, but he's not. So obviously he fucked that horse.
1: I agree. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the final and granddaddy of all grifters. If you're if you're talking about right wing grift on the internet, you wouldn't be talking about anything if you weren't talking about Ben Shapiro. Who is oh, yeah. he's, he he's is the man. Him. He is the as the New York Times uh, dubbed him the cool kid philosopher. Um oh god, I know. It's terrible. Um but anyway, uh earlier this year, uh Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion uh released uh their single uh WAP aka Oh god, that's right. Wet ass pussy. And Ugh. so uh it of course was beholden on the Grifters to uh to point out to how fucking marbles exactly how immoral such such trash this sexualized uh uh song was and so he thought that he should read it out loud um on his show uh re- referring to it as of course he wouldn't say pussy on the air so he would say wet ass p word and uh P-word. there have been some great remixes of this to the beat because he actually says it and then it goes to the beat of the song. So, uh, this is, this is I marquees at it, which I'm a big fan of his remixes, but here we go.
2: Oh yeah. He's, he's top, top dog. I mean, 2020 has given us a lot of shitty things, but one thing it has given us is I (laughs) marquees. Yes,
5: I agree. So here, here we go. Here's some lyrics. You ready?
0: I'm horses in,
5: There's some horses in this house. 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 I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass keyword. Make that pullout out game weak. Yeah. yeah, 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 you effin' with some wet-ass P-Word. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-Word. Give me everything you've got for this wet-ass P-Word. Beat it up and catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P-Word right in your face. Wipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top if I want to fried I do a Kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P-Word is wet. I'm taking a dive it continues uh along these lines uh and it gets significantly significantly more vulgar like oh a, a lot more vulgar talk your s-word bite your lip ask for a call while you ride that d-word you really ain't never gonna ask him for a thing he already made his mind up he came. now get your boots and your coat for the sweat ass keyword. word Pay okay, my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P- right so this is D, guys this this is what feminists fought for this is what the feminist movement was all about.
2: Oh, no, he didn't. Miss Peaches.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I thought so that man. would be the best way to, to finish off uh, Griffmas this year would be that um, that clip of Ben Shapiro uh, reading the lyrics of uh, of Wet Ass P-Word. Word. Um, and I'm, I'm, try, I'm frantically sc- scrubbing right now because the best part, and I'll just, I'll just paraphrase it cause I can't find it, of that whole escapade was on Twitter. Ben Shapiro went on to say that, um, in the song, I think Cardi B mentions how wet her P word is. And he, he, he says, well, my doctor wife says that, uh, this is a medical condition of, of an over lubricated vagina and it must be treated with, you know, like it was, it was, it was one of the best cell phones, I think in the history oh, yeah, of Twitter. Someone's yeah.
2: reply, someone's reply was like, uh, in quotes, they said like, my wife's pussy is never wet. Isn't quite the only that you think it is.
1: Yeah. So basically he's implying that he's never gotten his, his wife's, uh, Aroused in any way, so uh, that that's that's funny, but I thought that was the the best way to uh, to end uh, our recap of Grifmas uh, this year, and we'll be back next year with um, more fun clips of of Grift in general. Oh, Anything else you want goodness. to say, Kyle? Yeah, Mary Griffith.
2: I mean, it's just. It's hard to stop. Um, the one thing I will say is, um, kind of in related to this, you know, right wing bullshit, the, and there hasn't been enough information come out of it yet with the bombing in Nashville, but you know, all signs point to white dude terrorists. Um, but the, uh, someone on Reddit said, uh, they were like, why are they calling it an RV bombing and not a terrorist attack? And someone said something like, because they don't want to try to empower you all That's true. <laughs> and and you all was just like the funniest thing I read like all day. <laughs> and maybe it was because I was still drunk from the six bottles of champagne I drank yesterday. But like, there's <laughs> really, really made me so happy to see that
1: <laughs> all right well moving on let's talk about uh christmas uh christmas at the movies this year which was at home uh,
2: was at home which you know uh, i kind of respect at first i was like oh that's cool that warner brothers is releasing wonder woman 84 on digital as well as theaters, because they know like a lot of people want to watch it. It is a thing to draw people to HBO Max, but you know they don't want to be. I was like, oh, it's totally because they're, they're trying to do the right thing and not get people to go out of the house. Um, and then after seeing the movie, I realized it's because the movie sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah it it definitely felt <laughs> it definitely felt weird watching it at home. I have a seventy five inch television. I have a good sound system. Right, bragger, um, but it just didn't feel like I was at the movies. Like the sound was weird. Like I, we had to turn yeah. It, like we have a balanced sound sound bar, so everything always sounds good, and you usually do it at like fifteen, and it sounds great in the apartment. But like we had to turn it up to twenty because the sound was just so weird. And uh, yeah, it was
2: um, it was kind of funny because the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking that like it it seemed um, it, it seemed like it, it was made like under covid you know with like you know, like things just weren't like it was like oh like it seems like this this was made in like 6 months during the shutdown
5: you know but i know yeah,
2: that it but wasn't. i think
1: like, I, I think, think was... that's that's the thing too about this movie is that we haven't collectively, as a society, seen a superhero movie since, I don't know, when was the last one that came out? Was there one that came out last fall? I don't remember what, you know, what was the last Marvel movie that came out, which was in the summer, was Spider-Man, after Endgame. Yeah, I think Spider-Man was the last and one. And there wasn't a DC movie last year. No. Uh
2: Shazam, wasn't
1: there? I thought that was, I feel like that was, maybe it was last year. I feel like it was, like... It was around Aquaman, which is the year before. I think it came out in 2018. But don't quote me on that. 2019.
2: It came out in 2019.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I
2: mean, I'm looking at it right here. It came out in 2019.
1: When did Aquaman come
2: out? I have, I have the Googles. Did Aquaman come out in Aquaman 2019? Aquaman was 2018.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I will say uh, this movie was fine. Uh, Aquaman is a far superior film to this movie. I'll say that.
2: Definitely more enjoyable for sure. Aquaman is a masterpiece,
1: um, but we don't need to get into that right now. Uh, we we're just talking about wonder woman. Uh, yeah. I, but my, my point is, is I think that, that we haven't seen a movie like this in a long time. So I think some of the, the hubbub about it partly is due to the fact that we haven't seen one in a while. And then we're not used to seeing them. So maybe we're not, uh, it doesn't, it just doesn't seem like, like what you were saying about, like, it just feels like they shot it during the pandemic, but that's just yeah. your own, our own uh, collective, like trauma this last year.
2: Well, no, I mean, I mean, like specifically, it seemed like it was almost cheap, like cheaply made, but, but like everything it, looked it, great. It felt, it, it just, it felt like
1: aesthetically like the uh, 80s Superman movies. That's what it felt yeah. like. And I think, I think that's they, what they were, they were going for. I think
2: they were going for intentionally. Yeah, I think um, so. To match kind of the thing. But like, yeah, it just it, it, it seemed like it was just missing like the the final polish that makes like a big budget film like this not seem cheap. You know, and there was just something about it. And I was just like, it's so weird. Was and it then, that like, you
1: are watching it on your TV? No, I'm just kidding.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe just because, like, they didn't, uh, maybe they didn't DI it correctly for, you know, our TV monitors, and so the color yeah, wasn't I, right. I Who think knows? that's
1: partly part of it, too. Like, it, it just...
2: You'd think they would get that. You'd think they would know. I mean, after all these years of doing this, they should know, especially after all these years of HBO fucking up DI for streaming.
1: Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. H- also, like, Go ahead. It, it was...
2: It was it wasn't, very, it wasn't really slow. It, the, the plot pacing was pretty good. Um, the yeah, plot it was actually was really well paced. was definitely interesting. But, like, the, the like, twists were very obvious. Um, mm. You know, like, I, I, I knew out of the gate, like, what was going on and what was the dilemma going to be and, like, all that. I was just like, man, this is kind of obvious and silly. Um, But I did, I was also, uh, so like, if you haven't seen the movie, we're going to kind of explain what happens, obviously. Um, But so Chris Pine's character comes back. There's like a wishing stone placed there by some ancient God. And she holds it and she wishes that Chris Pine was still alive. And somehow his consciousness ends up in the body of another guy. But does she don't really,
1: does she hold? Yeah. They don't really explain it, but does she hold it and wish? Maybe I missed that. Part. Yeah, so she or she's yeah, just so she in the holding it and she it.
2: closes her eyes. And they, whenever someone makes a wish, they do the like the the wind blowing through them as they wish it. So, oh right, of course. So she she wishes, she gets the wind blow, but she doesn't say it out loud. She's everyone else says it out loud, and it seems like that's a point that everyone else has to that you have to actually say the wish out loud. And she's the only one that doesn't. So that was kind of a weird, like. I was like, okay, well, how come everyone else has to say it out loud? I I don't understand this, but whatever. Um, She's just holding it. She makes the wish quietly to herself, and then Chris Pine's consciousness ends up in some other dude's body. They don't really explain what happened to that other dude, and like, and the the crux of it is that doesn't that other dude come back at the end though? yeah, I, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. He does yeah. come back at the end. Yeah. And so, because everything gets undone back to the way it was before, mm-hmm. after, like, they renounce their wish or whatever. But, like, so, and so, like, when she's talking to him, we see him as Chris Pine, but the idea is that if anyone else sees him, they see this other dude who kind of looks like a Pierce, almost looks like Pierce Brosnan. Right. And so, but we see Chris Pine, and she sees Chris Pine, but obviously, like when this dude's talking, it's his voice and his face. But somehow, she just sees it as Chris Pine. It. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: I thought I thought that, um, that the, the overall like plot dynamic to bring him back was well done because during the trailers, it's just like who knows how is he going to come know. back? Yeah. yeah, It it was yeah it was it, was, it worked. But I I, and think... I mean, I'm,
2: and I'm not going to get like pissy about like oh, there's a stone that you can make wishes on in a world where she's like a demigod Amazonian exactly. that's immortal, you know? So it's like, Oh, if I'm willing to accept that, I can accept that there's a wishing stone. Um,
1: <laughs> but I like, but I also love the moral of the film, which is, uh, life is good as it is. Don't want it. Don't wish for it to be better.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, just learn to accept the world as it is. Cause, yes. You know, because when you're, 80s, when you're very,
1: so very rich, uh, secret Amazon woman, you know, living inconspicuously in Washington D.C., you know, life is good. Men hit on you all yeah, the time. Uh, you you save people, and people smile at you and thank you. Of course, life yeah. is good. Jesus, like now, um... now I'm really starting to hate it. But uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> more so. on the, the moral because I was gonna like I was like ah going into the podcast I was like yeah I, I I think it's probably better than Captain Marvel. But now that I'm thinking about it, like Captain Marvel doesn't have that, you know. Captain Marvel has the the jingoistic, you know, American Air Force bullshit in it for sure. But I think a lot of the MCU has that, and I think if you overthink it a little too much, you'll really start to hate the MCU because of how like in bed with the U.S. military they are. Uh, Well, but they,
2: but they do kind of they come back from that a little bit. It's it's like they they do that as part of like character establishment, but then as the character arcs go on, they do kind of come away from that.
1: But then they do all but, this I mean, tie-in material we're not, we're not around the movie. I, I know, I know. But I don't want to get into that argument. But I, I guess what I would say is, yeah, I think the the what I think brings the movie down for me. You were like, oh, I want to discuss that Wonder Woman 84 Cur- is Curve better ball. than Captain Marvel. Curve and ball. we
2: couldn't even get...
1: it. <laughs> Cal's like, okay, I'll talk movie. about this. We'll talk about this. This is something we we'll could talk about. Um, no, but I was just, just thinking out loud, like this, the fact that the moral of the movie is the world is fine as it is and you don't need to wish for it to be better. Like it's, yeah. And then, you know,
2: well, so the thing that I took away from it was that the, you know, it's like, okay, so the first movie takes place in world war two, one it's world war one
1: okay yeah that was what was different about it
2: right okay so this is now in so that's 1920s ish now we're like 60 70 years later
1: the teens right yeah
2: so and and the whole thing is that for the last 70 years she has been hung up on uh captain steve rogers i mean captain steve trevor Mm -hmm. who dies in a plane Trying to save everybody from a bomb. That okay. Well, yeah, we don't want to so, get into the
1: last movie because the ending of that film is terrible too.
2: Right, but the so the thing is that she, you know she's caught up in it, and the whole point of this is that now she has to basically like, uh, she has to cope with it. She has to. She has to, to come to grip.
1: grips with their loss. Yeah,
2: she comes to come grips with us. So basically, Wonder Woman eighty four is. The same plot as the Babadook, and he is for Babadook.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen the Babadook in a while, so I can't remember exactly what goes on. But it's, it's I'll take your word for it. I'll grief your The
2: lost loved one and like all that stuff, and it's so it's basically the same plot.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take that. That's that's fair. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting experience watching it this morning. Um, yeah. I I have to admit, I definitely didn't set it up where it would be as cinematic as possible. You know, there was light in the room. I was half watching Tom Brady torch the lions, but, uh, I thought it was, I didn't think it was terrible, but I thought that it was okay. It was, it was okay for DC movies, which is saying a lot, but, uh, I mean, not really. Um,
2: well, I mean, it's, okay. So, you know, people give them a lot of shit, but like, Man of Steel was actually really good. I, I disagree. Really enjoy Man there, of Steel. there we go.
1: Now we can have our disagreement because Man of Steel is dog shit too. And no, I, it's terrible. The only terrible. complaint
2: that you're going to have is that there's all the destruction and everything, but like at the same time, No, I'm not going to have that. Dis, the, dis, dis, go ahead. In the Avengers, they destroy so much, pretty much the same amount of New York and no one bats an eye, but, Oh no, well it's Superman that's old.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's like it's stupid. It's stupid. But it was an alien. It's, but it was an alien invasion. No, I'm just kidding. Um but so was this? <laughs> it was one it's, guy. Uh and then yeah, the whole the whole contrived thing where it's like the whole it totally undermines Superman as a character where it's he is he at the end he has to choose to kill Zod because it's the only thing he can do, which is clearly not the only thing he can do. <laughs> like he could he could divert right. the beam, he could do all kinds of things. It's it's not like it's not like Yoda in in Revenge of the Sith where he's just like I can't keep fighting this guy because he doesn't want to he loves the fight more than I do. It's not even that. It's just it's just Zack Snyder being an edge lord and thinking that Superman killing somebody is is interesting or profound, which it's not. And then then on top of it, like the the entire Pa Kent story is just. completely terrible and it's just like no you can't save of anyone you have to protect your identity which is not what Pa Kent would do and I'm not even a really a Superman fan but I think it's partly just because there hasn't been a very good uh, Superman portrayal in a movie like from what I understand like he's he's supposed to be he's he's an you know he's just a regular guy that grew up in America and he happens to be Superman and so even that that whole thing is like, he's an alien and so on and so forth. Like, yes, but like he grew up here. It's not like he came here and now is saving earth. He grew up here. He's, you know, it's, it's so just uh, as part of his, as much head. of his identity as, as being Kyle Like, I don't like, and they always seem to miss that. And, you know, it was just, there was just so many misfires that like, just, I like Zod. I thought that was interesting, but like, then, the whole, the whole point where he's on a boat and you're like, Oh, this is interesting. Superman's doing something different. Uh, this is cool. This could be fun. And then it's all of a sudden there's a giant flaming oil rig off to the right of the frame. And then I got off (laughs) the boat, got off the roller coaster on that movie and I never got back on. It was just, um, it was just not good. And I didn't, I need to watch. I think we've had a discussion about watching it again and I do need to watch it again, but yeah, From I my think it, memory I think it of definitely it, definitely
2: holds up better. But at the same time, like you, it, it's 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 a dilemma to judge a movie based on other works, you know. And so it's it's like
1: other works, as in sequels, or as in uh, other as, Superman as in movies,
2: other forms of that story. So it's like you know, this yes, Superman is a certain way, but it's like okay, but this just isn't that Superman. You know, well, like this I, is Superman being told this way.
1: I'm and sure you're not wrong. I'm fine no, with this. Is I'm not fine the way with it.
2: Superman should be.
1: I'm fine with another version of Superman or something different. Um, Like that Tim Burton Superman movie seems, seemed like it was going to be pretty cool, but I I'm all for doing something different and new, but when it's just like, Oh, we're just going to make it dark and gritty. And Superman is going super, yeah. yeah. And Superman. And like, I just don't give Zack Snyder any credit whatsoever. 300 was a good movie for what it was. It, it delivered on what yeah. the trailer said it was going to well, be. And yeah. I mean, everything like else
2: Watchmen are really good movies I don't, because he didn't, create I can those get to stories. Watchmen in he a just second. Copy the comic book.
1: And, and yes, I agree that uh Watchmen is a very well shot film, but I think one thing that somebody uh, brought up to me recently about Watchmen, which has kind of changed my opinion on it, is that what the Watchmen comic was doing when it showed violence, it just showed it like it was any other uh, thing. On you know, it didn't have all this like crazy paneling and glorification. It was just violence, and that's yeah. exact like Zack Snyder did exactly what the comic book was. And then he added all these flourishes and violence uh, to the violence and made it look really cool, which was not the point of the comic book and not what they were trying to get across. And I think it under yeah. it, all it does is he, he shows you the, 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 the edifice and it's all there and it all looks the same, but it has none of the like meaning the heart, and, or the and message, heart of it. Yeah. It's not even there. It's like a, it's like a shell. And, and, um, I do need to watch the director's cut, but I don't think it's going to change my mind based on like, just the fact that these, um, you know, they're just, they're, they're just fighting like they, you know, a normal superhero movie was cause it looks cool. Cause that's all Zack Snyder thinks about. Um, and that Batman raping somebody would be cool. Cause that's what I would do. Or Batman getting raped in prison is something that I would enjoy. Jeez, it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't know why he still gets, and then we, we're going to have to put up with this whole bullshit with uh, the Justice League the Snyder Snyder's cut. cut.
2: Oh, God. I'm actually really excited for that. Oh, I'm excited I'm just... to,
1: to hate it too, but I just, yeah, I just don't think that Zack Snyder has done anything good other than 300. I have not seen Dawn of the Dead. It might be fun, but. I did like Dawn of the Dead, actually. I'm sure it's fine. He, I always,
2: I always forget that's his, but it's, it's, it's good. But at the same time, like um, George Romero himself has said that if you ever have a zombie movie where zombies are running, that person is an idiot. So,
1: <laughs> and they they run that. in Dawn of the Dead, right?
2: At the very beginning, they start off running. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's is an it... interesting concept that he does, and it is intentional that it's like, well, they're they're like just freshly dead, so they're still. Oh, I see. They're still a little bit more mobile, but as the movie progresses, like they get, they, they stop running after like a few hours, you know, like within like the first act of the movie, they're not running anymore. And they do progressively make their makeup get worse and worse and worse, which I thought was kind of interesting. They're not, they don't just start off right out of the gate looking like,
1: Oh, totally. That's that's decrepit. That's that's cool.
2: Decompose as it goes along. So they did some cool choices in that. Um, but again, it is pretty much like almost a shot-for-shot shot remake with some Edgelord stuff they're in. So it's exactly what you're talking about.
1: Oh, okay. We'll have to watch it at some it's, point. It's um, enjoyable, though. Um, do, I've never seen uh, the 28 Days series or 28 Weeks or whatever. Do they run in that movie or no? Or are they just regular? Uh, or is that a virus?
2: With, or it's all a virus? The British one, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the Danny Boyle movies, I think, and that one guy. Yeah, that, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, don't remember. Um, but anyway, enough of, uh, Zack Snyder. Um, he always has to pollute our conversations. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think this Wonder Woman movie, like I did, I would, I'm a little, uh, apprehensive about this Star Wars movie that's coming out now, helmed by Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins but. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm not, it's Star yeah. Wars. I give it way more leniency than I do any other property. Like any other- I do other- have
2: to say, um, if you do rewatch Wonder Woman 84, again, for any reason, pay close attention to how much posing she does. It's actually really hilarious. Um, Like, she'll be in, she'll be like, doing these badass, like, fight sequences, and like, bah, 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 like, kicking ass, and then like, there'll just be like this pause, and she'll just be in this like, like runway model pose, like she just stopped and is like showing off the clothes before she does her turn and goes back down the catwalk. It happens so frequently in the movie, and it just cracks me up every. it just was cracking me up.
1: Oh, and I'll have to go skim through it and just see, uh, yeah, some of that because I mean,
2: don't watch it for that. If just if you happen to watch it again, just look for the posing,
1: and when it's, you see it, you'll be like, oh shit, she's totally doing the runway. <laughs> I I will say this. Uh, I watched it's it with. I watched it with my wife and she hated the last movie. Hated it. Oh, wow. Hated like fell asleep. Like this, this movie was terrible. She, anytime I bring up, that was a terrible movie. I'm like, okay. So like, you want to watch, you know, finally I got to convince her to watch this one today with her. And she's like, it was better. <laughs> so there, there you go.
2: It's crazy. I mean, like, the first one, the first two acts are great. The yeah, last act's terrible. Act terrible. But, like, exactly. this one, it's just kind of, well Well, it, maybe it's the same thing. Like, the first two acts are somewhat enjoyable. It also but f- then it's like, the it third al- act is, just kind of falls flat, and you're just kind of like...
1: It was also funny how it felt like uh, the beginning of the movie was, like, it felt like Back to the Future, but, like, for the 80s. Like, just all... St- yeah. I know it's all staged because... You know, it's a movie, but like it's so, it was so hyper stylized, like even more than like Stranger Things is. Stranger Things seems to hit that like 80s great without, yeah. Whereas this movie was like, like, look, it's the 80s. Look, it's the 80s. Like, and then it just, yeah, it just didn't work as well because it, we weren't, it's like, it's like
2: they took all the like the gloss and stereotype stuff, but didn't, but didn't get any of the like the nuance the nuance yeah which you know the the like i said stranger things does such a good job of of just being like this is the 80s but you know maybe I, it's I because you know it's a different idea like there are these kids in the suburban thing and she's this like high gloss rich socialite type thing so uh, maybe that's why but i don't know i was thinking um did you perchance i don't know if you noticed this but uh, for me, when I was watching it, I kept thinking that Den um, Jardin was very much playing up. Uh, his character influence was Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, that's definitely there for sure.
2: Okay, I was I wasn't sure if I was the only one that noticed because oh, when I yeah, mentioned it, definitely in touch Like my my wife and roommate were both kind of like, mm. and I was like, really, you guys don't see it? Like it's it seems like it's
1: it's there. I mean, it's he's not... like
2: lying about everything. He's he's turning everything against. Like, you know, like when his kid was talking to him, he's like, No, no, I'm not the liar. He's the liar. It's just like, this is, this is Donald Trump. Like, he's totally doing Donald Trump, right?
1: Right, exactly. You know, 80s. Yeah, it's. And it's all a facade and so on and so forth. That's all there for sure. Um, Definitely. Yeah. But that's a great. I also don't, like,
2: I also don't really understand how Kristen Wigg became a cheetah. I...
1: And then why did they change your nose at the end?
2: <laughs> like, yeah. And, and it was why, ridiculous. It's like, oh, she, she sh- changed. She changed back, but like at the same time, it's like, but wait, but she's supposed to be like, she's like a nonstop villain for Wonder Woman. So I was like, that's kind of weird. So I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But
1: well, she didn't. She didn't take back her wish either.
2: She did, didn't she? Because she turned back. I don't well.
1: Well, she took back the second wish, which was the the cheetah thing. But I think she still has her powers. But I don't know. Oh yeah. But, Perhaps. And then it's like how, like, I don't know. It's, oh, final thing about Wonder Woman before we move on to our next topic. Uh, I will say um, movie Reagan uh, would be similar to to real life Reagan. If Wonder Woman, or if Maxwell Lord came to Ronald Reagan and said, what do you want? He would have said more nukes. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. And that, that maybe that's why I liked the movie a little bit better. was because of that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, that part was pretty funny. The geopolitics was garbage in that movie, but like I did appreciate the fact that when they asked Reagan what he wanted, he said, I need more nukes. And then like, did it like, even though the Americans totally had way more nukes at the time. (laughs)
0: That's
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just so stupid. But uh, I kind of want to play uh, Call of Duty uh, Cold or what? Is it? Call of Duty the Cold, Cold War, War. Yeah. like just bec- for the Reagan bullshit, because it's like, oh god. Anyway, that's a whole other episode. But let's let's uh, let's move on to something a little bit of a brighter. Well, before note. just okay, still, we'll ahead.
2: just let's just sum it up real quick. So after now discussing it, do you think that Captain Marvel was better than Wonder Woman eighty four?
1: I don't know. Like, I don't think they're, I think they're just average superhero movies. Like I don't see them as like, I guess, no, you're right. Captain Marvel is slightly better, but in the grand okay. scheme of things, like and I, neither
2: one of them are, don't not the think, I get it.
1: I don't think they're that much. One isn't that much worse than the other. Like, one is kind of vague in my mind right now. I'm thinking of that whole showdown at the the crash site, and I think yeah. I think Captain Marvel two will be better, but yeah, um, and it, I'm excited it, it about weird. that. And it,
2: it's the problem and she with the was character great, like Captain She Marvel, was great in and the it's...
1: Infinity War and Endgame, or and just Endgame. Yeah. I guess.
2: Well, so and that's what I was gonna say is like, and that's what's what's tough about a character like her is that she is so powerful that you have to come up with these. I mean, they don't have to, they just do it because there's like this specific like rule of movie writing that things have to be a certain way. And it's like, well, they're too strong. So we have to like nerf them so that, you know, they can't just win the day right out of the gate, you know, and they, and when they do it, most of the time, it's it's not, it's it's pretty bad and obvious. Like the my number one beef with this is like the Hulk versus Thanos, and like Thanos, you know the Hulk and him are fighting, and then Thanos fights back, and he kind of beats shit him, and then the Hulk just like e words out, like, <laughs> and then like it's and I'm like wait, why why did why is the Hulk having an existential crisis? Cause he lost the Thanos. I was like, that's not the Hulk's MO. The Hulk's MO is that if you punched him harder than he punches you, you're just going to piss him off and he's going to punch harder. Right. But, but again, so, that Hulk is
1: changing like, and different after Ragnarok and no, so on I, and so forth. So I mean,
2: I know, but at the same time, like they, they, they specifically nerfed him so that he couldn't get in the way of, the other things that needed to happen for the plot to continue. Same thing with vision. Vision is overpowered as fuck. So they immediately stab him in the chest with a thing that loses his power. And it's like, Oh, okay. That's a thing. You know, So it's like,
1: no, I, I, I think those are, I think those are fair criticisms of the film, but I don't, I think the film still holds up where it doesn't distract you so much that it ruins no, no, the, no. the movie.
2: Of course not. I'm just saying that they, they have to do that with characters like that. And, and with, those, and those Marvel, in, in her movie, they did it in such an interesting way of being. It was like this controlling thing. And, of course, there was oh, also the inhibitor the,
1: trip, chip or whatever.
2: Yeah, and the correlation between that and, like, you know, men telling women to stay in their place and that That's whole thing. True. so it was,
1: That was better. It yeah. was
2: very well executed. Um, and then, but of course, in the other movies, they do something similar, but basically just being like, oh, well, she's just not here.
1: <laughs> so well, Which that's what the comics, fine. the comics do that all the time too. So I, I don't, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that as much, but yeah, you're right. That the whole gaslighting element of, or is that even gaslighting? I don't know. People overuse it's, the term I gaslighting mean, it's, now. It, it's, well, it's not gaslighting. Cause gaslighting is you making someone insane you, by continuing to lie to them. Like,
2: well, sort of. It's like you lied lie to them and then you convince them that you didn't lie to them. So you tell them one thing and then you convince them that you didn't do that thing. So that you just be like, "No, I didn't do that." But, like you did do that. But she didn't. No, I didn't do that. So right, where it drives like, them
1: into kind of yeah.
2: Um, but it's it's like a it's a brainwash controlling right exactly. Thing. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really excited that hopefully we'll get um, crazy Captain Marvel and get a rogue with the correct superpowers.
1: Yeah. That could be fun. Um, Now that
2: Marvel has X-Men back and they've got Captain Marvel, they can have Rogue interact with Captain Marvel and she can get the powers and she can have everything Could be correct there. And (laughs) we we know what
1: what Kyle wants. Um, So, uh, yeah, I agree. But let's move on to um, the definite uh, great part of last week which was the best part
4: of 2020.
1: Yeah. Which was the finale of the Mandalorian. Um, how do, how do we want to go into this? Uh,
2: well, major spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Just watch it. Yeah.
2: Just watch it. Pause. Watch. Come back. We'll wait. Yeah. Yeah. Pause it. So Uh, now that you've watched it, yep. (laughs) Um, we, we kind of had an idea that there was going to be something big in this episode. And yeah. we had had speculations obviously about it. You know, we were like, Oh, Boba Fett might die. Well, there was, uh, there was all whatever, this, whatever.
1: there was all this, like all these leaks that came out leading up to the season where, you know, Boba Fett was leaked. Uh, yeah. Um, so Katana. Timothy Oliphant was leaked. So Tano was leaked. And you said Bocatan, yeah, Bocatan was leaked as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and we got to this point where we get to see we get to episode six and everybody's there. And you're like, yeah, uh, what what's going to happen? Yeah.
2: It's so, like so it, it's this obvious sort of thing where you're like, well, if this is the stuff that they let get out, what are they keeping secret?
1: Right. And was that stuff leaked out just to deflect from the other stuff? I yeah, don't I mean,
2: look, it's, it's Disney and like leaks don't happen. They, they, those were released on purpose. So that's also kind of the part of the thing where it's like, well, if these were the things that were released, what is it that wasn't? And so that's when we kind of, you know, we were like, okay, well maybe Boba Fett dies. Spoiler alert. He don't. Yeah,
1: uh, that was maybe, wrong. They're making a maybe new
2: show. And then it's like, oh, and then we're like, oh, well, uh, Grogu goes to the stone and he sits there and he force projects out yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, then we know some Jedi's going to come pick him up. We know it's not going to be Ahsoka because she already said she yeah. was the one that told him to go do that. It's yep. so like, okay, well, it could be Ezra from Rebels. Rebels,
1: But nobody knows who he then, is. But Yeah. And then plus based on not to get so specific into rebels, but we don't know where this is in the timeline based on the epilogue of rebels and so on and so forth. So,
2: yeah. So we don't know what he's doing. Uh, You know, he could, they could have already, he could have already come back. He could have died somewhere. We don't, we don't know. There's no telling what's up. Right. Um, And then, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we've got, well, we've got Bocatan. The, we've got the Dark We've got Ahsoka Tano. Like we have a lot of these rebels connections, kind of weeding their way through. So it's like, oh, that could be a fun little twist that to get add in there is that the Jedi that comes and picks him up is going to be Ezra, and then now now we'll have Ezra's story continued or something. But um, but in the back, but funny... in the
1: Back of our mind the whole time. Go ahead.
2: Well, because well, so the back of my mind the whole time, I'm thinking, and, and maybe they, they did it like this on purpose in a sort of way, because there's always been a separation between the like TV shows and the main stories. You know, they, They've always kind of kept them separate. And they, they did that with Marvel as well, whereas like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't really connected to... The Avengers, they, they did little things here and there, but that was more on the agents of shield people trying to just piece in bits and pieces of the movies well, to that's, try to make it congeal.
1: That's definitely Marvel for sure. But I think yeah. what was been so rewarding about the season of the Mandalorian is that it has done a lot of, like, we've always been told at least in star Wars that, the, the expanded universe was going to be wiped away and it was all going to be new Canon. And mm-hmm. everybody always forgets the second part where they said, we're going to take stuff from the old Canon and tell new stories like Marvel does. Um, yeah. We're going to
2: integrate it in and some, some bits and pieces.
1: But the idea was the books, the TV shows and the movies were all on the same Canon. There wasn't, a level of canon like there, you know, levels of legitimacy like there were before. And yeah. what was amazing about this season was you actually had the confirmation of a book character, which was yeah, I assume Chuck Wendig made him up in his book series Aftermath. And
2: uh What's, are you talking about Thrawn?
1: Uh no I'm talking about Cobb Vanth, the guy that's wearing oh right, Cobb, Cobb, right. So yeah, basically yeah. like they're probably like we want to bring Boba Fett back. And they're like, oh well, actually, th- this other guy has Boba Fett's armor right now, um, and they could have been like, yeah, fuck that guy. We're just gonna have Boba Fett come back, um, but they took the time to tell because they're like, oh, this is an interesting story about a marshal and this town in Tatooine. This could be yeah. fun, and they actually went with it, and it all tied it together. And I think that's what's been so remarkable about the Mandalorian this season is that it, especially this season, yeah. it is, it is unifying. It, it is it's still as a whole um you know about mando and the, and and grogu but it's it's introducing to all you to all these other new concepts and it's doing yeah, it's it wild it's like and it's doing it in a way where it's actually like um you're you're actually it can be viewed as someone that's never seen anything before and doesn't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, doesn't know who Ahsoka Tano is, doesn't know who Cobb Vanth, this random book character is. Like I know who all those people are, but for people that have no clue what the who those people are, they're approachable in this series, and you can be like, "Oh, who is this person? I'm gonna I'm gonna find more out about them." And there's a bunch of yeah. stuff that you can go and look and and figure out, which is really cool. Um, and that's yeah, and also
2: as you were saying, like it's it's become this interesting way of tying all those threads together as well. Like the, the book stuff, the cartoons. Um, and of course now the big reveal in the final episode is this ties I do, the is this a drum roll? original trilogy.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I was going to get a drum roll. Let's see. I think it's this one. Let's see. Nope. All right. I don't even have the drum roll. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the the big reveal is. Go ahead.
2: The big reveal is that um, this unknown well maybe Jedi we should shows up and maybe saves we the should,
1: day. Yeah, maybe we should set it up so they 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 go to Gideon's ship um, and t- to rescue the baby Groot, and um, they pretty much they they've stopped they wreck ship. They've got Gideon. They launch you know, Mando is able to launch all the dark troopers into space and they get right. to the ship with Gideon and Grogu and they're all, and then they're on the, the bridge, on the bridge of the ship the, and the dark troopers come back and they come back
2: because he just shot them out of space. It's Yep. And they're, they're going to there, kill
1: every, they're going to kill everyone. And they're at the door they're banging down the door. Boom, right. boom, 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 boom. And then something comes on the scopes and they look at the, it's like, it's an X Wing, and you're like, single X Wing. It can't be, it can't be it's just, if it's just an X Wing, it has to be. And then, well,
2: the, I think also what's pretty good is that since they did have those X Wings earlier, I was like, is it just going to be, it can't just be the dude from
1: earlier. But yeah, but course, it would have been obviously like, it would have been two dudes if it was just two. Yeah, dudes. yeah, yeah. And, and I was also like, well, obviously they can't do fuck all, so it's got to be. And then this, then this, you see this cloak figure walk on you're like, well, it's with it's, a,
2: with a single gloved hand
1: with, well, you don't even see the gloved hand yet. You see the lightsaber come out and start attacking the dark troopers and cutting them apart. And it's all black and white. Cause you don't know. And then they had the reveal shot where the cloaked figure walks forward with a green lightsaber and you're like, holy fucking shit. This is Luke Skywalker. Uh, coming to save the day and then he proceeds to cut down all of the dark troopers like 25 of them and gets to the I mean, he just comes through just tearing ass like it's right. pretty dope it's it's great it's probably the best it's it's what we've always wanted to see luke skywalker in his prime he comes up so go
2: ahead
1: my analogy of course is going to be that it's like at
2: the end of rogue one when sure. we finally get to see Darth vader just being the the Badass that we've been told that he was the whole time. We finally get to see him be exactly. that badass. And we basically get that with this. And there was direct, they obviously mirrored that when they filmed this to For sure. look like that. But
1: but it also, but also what was really great about it was it wasn't stormtroopers because I think if it was stormtroopers, it would be different and I wouldn't, I would have more of an issue with it. Whereas it's right. dark troopers. They're robots they're robots it so doesn't matter cares. and and so that's that still fits with luke's whole story about you know telling you know about rejecting violence and so on and so forth which is the, the reason he wins in return of the jedi everybody forgets that all the time um yeah but uh and he shows up and uh takes the takes Grogu away with him uh, with Grogu's permission and
2: the real touching and, sequence between Grogu and but what I, Din. what I
1: what I loved about it was that it's still focused on Din and Grogu at the end. It wasn't. And you know, as much as it, a DH uh, deepfake or whatever they did for Luke Skywalker, like what was great about it is they, they tried to cut around it as much as possible. So you'd see, Grogu and you'd see, you know, Luke's body, but you wouldn't see his face. You know, all these different yeah. things, but it wasn't about Luke at that point. It was about Grogu and it was about Mando and it was about their connection, which I think as much as the show brings in all the time of all these new things, it's still at its heart about Din and, and Grogu. And I think that's what's that's what's so great about the show.
2: At least it was. Now it's going to be about Din being the leader of the Mandalorians,
1: right? Which is what something I've always been wanting the show to be about. So uh, that'll be as soon as the dark
2: showed up in the first season. I was like, "Oh, he's going to end up with the dark and be like the king of the Mandalorians." Yeah, I think I think tight. so.
1: And and the show has never been something that has been like will throw you for a curveball. It's always very. Uh, intentional and predictable, but I don't think that that's a bad thing. And right. I, I think it's well. I well wouldn't even necessarily
2: enough. say that. I mean, because
1: well, the Luke thing yeah, is, is unexpected. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, but it's I also mean, like if we hadn't been told that Ahsoka Tana was going to be there at some point, you know, like it, it would have been for loop. Oh yeah. So there were there are things you
1: know, um, Finnick being
2: back was a surprise.
1: Mm-hmm. And but what I love so much about the Luke Skywalker uh, rescue and appearance was they wrote a situation where no one else could show up to save the day other than Luke Skywalker. And I think that was really well written and really well executed because that, like it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, we'll just have Luke Skywalker show up. It was like, no they're going to be killed. And the only person you can have show up at the end is a Jedi. And the only Jedi that's really around at this time is Luke. And why not? Why oh, not? Ahsoka. it be Luke? Yeah. And Ahsoka had already kind of reject. She could have been the one, I guess, but um, I think it doesn't like, I know a lot of people, some people are complaining that, you know, it makes it all about the Skywalker side. Like, no, it doesn't. It's just, Luke is a character in the story. It's Deuce X, you know Skywalker. It's not. Yeah, he just he dipped in. He is not. Like it wasn't he really is not a main character in the show, and the show still made like, it a point yeah. to to make it about Din and Grogu the whole time. It wasn't about Luke Skywalker, and I thought that was really well done. Like yeah. he was in the story because he was needed in the story, not because he. Oh, we'd be cool if we had Luke Skywalker in the story. It was like, no, there was no other way for them to survive other than Luke Skywalker to show up and to totally blow their minds, which is exactly how people would view Jedi if, you know, they're just random people in the universe. And uh, I think it's funny they never ask for Luke's name, which is hilarious. But um, yeah. I feel like, I mean,
2: that's a good point. Would they, but would they know Like, they would have to know who, Yeah, he is. they
1: probably would have known. I think once they would, and once he left, they would have Cardoon or someone would have said, "Oh, that's, that's Luke Skywalker. Um, I love oh, the, no, I love Skywalker. the meme. I think it's, I don't know what it's with Elliot page and, uh, some other guy and they're driving apart from each other. And it's like Boba Fett jumping into hyperspace and Luke coming out of hyperspace and just looking at each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> like definitely hmm. Boba Fett couldn't be in that scene because <laughs> that would have that would have been completely, you know, completely different. The old the whole Awkward. reason the whole reason Boba Fett fell into the Sarlacc was because of Luke Skywalker. Well, and Han Solo, but more Han Solo than anything, but um combination. I can give it to them both. Give it to Yeah, I guess he slashed his jetpack and then uh yeah. Um but it was You know, I guess, you know, Bo Katan's sister was in love with uh Luke's uh mentor, which is interesting. Um but yeah, they would they would know who Luke's but I think what I also love about it is that Luke Skywalker stays the myth and the legend. And that what all this scene does is it it pushes up that whole mystique which is paid off in The Last Jedi where Luke is the whole point of force awakens they are trying to find Luke. Cause he's the legend. He will save them from this calamity. Cause he's yeah. the, the man, the myth, the legend. And you know, his hubris is what undermines him in the end where he, you know, he's like, well, I am, I can do it. And he finally gets to a point where he's like, no, I've, you know, he loses all faith in that. And not until the end of the movie where he, he comes back and, saves the day faces down the whole first order with a laser sword. Like that's exactly what he does. And I don't, I don't think that this is in any way a rejection of the last Jedi or Luke's characterization in any way. Well, I, that's what I enjoyed so much about it was that it was, it was consistent. It's a good
2: transition between how we got from Re- return of the Jedi to I Ren. Right, and that's simple. That's to
1: still twenty years down the road f- yeah. from when Kylo Ren, which is literally like the entire like reign of the Empire, like yeah, it's so much time. Like, and I think, Pete, like to say that that Grogu is gonna be there when Kylo Ren, uh, and and plus, I don't even know if Kylo Ren is the one that burns the temple. Like that's Luke's premonition, but based on the comics. Of the rise of Ky- Kylo Ren comic, like it's very it's very ambiguous, and we don't know. He just kind of gets up, and it's everything is burning, so we don't know exactly what burned the Jedi Temple if it was Kylo or not. We do right. get we do get the answer of the the pupils that left with him. Like those are a couple Jedi that follow chase after him who think that he, and then they end up dying. But um, so. You know the the Knights of Ren are not are not the Luke's fallen Jedi, um, which I think would be cool. But, um you know, that's my one disappointment. The uh, second disappointment about the Rise of Skywalker is is the Knights of Ren who are super lame. But it's kind of funny that they're lame in a way. It is kind of funny they're, funny lame, they're lame. They're lame like ones. Boba Fett, and it's like it's just Star well, Wars. Well, that's
2: the great thing about the Mandalorian is that we finally got a badass Boba Fett, and we finally got a badass. Luke Skywalker. We got everything we wanted.
1: Well, I just I, we had a badass eventually, Luke Skywalker, but you're definitely right we'll about get Boba. We'll a badass Fett. Grogu, I guess. But you're you're definitely right about Boba Fett for sure. I was one of the biggest Boba Fett haters out there. I thought he was overrated and ridiculous, and he's just a helmet. He's not that cool, but he is now, and I can't I can't deny that anymore. Like, I was um, gonna
2: say one thing I thought of the other day was um, I really liked. The you know badass Boba Fett episode where he's whooping all kinds of tail. Um, I know it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. He did a great job, but and they they really leaned into the uh, Polynesian culture stuff for it with the weapon and the music. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, why didn't they get Taika Waititi to direct this? Like they had they had a New Zealander like in the Rolodex. To well, direct
1: he's it. directing a movie, and it's probably above him, or I don't know. But,
2: uh No, I mean he directed an episode uh, last season.
1: That's true. But um, so just,
2: that's why I was just like, I know they had him like there. They could have just like phoned him up and been like, "Hey, can well." You know, and they said
1: finish. they said that the Robert Rodriguez like was like a last minute addition. Like they had somebody else slated to direct the episode. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe they did have taken. Yeah, then. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe that but uh, well, I maybe, de- that's, maybe that's
2: why there is that I would definitely um,
1: watch the, uh, the Disney gallery on the season yeah. that just came out. Um, there's some good stuff in there. Um, oh, cool. It's well, all, it's only an hour timey over until like
2: December, 2021.
1: Yeah. When we get the book of Boba Fett, which let's talk, what? let's talk about that for a second, because uh, did you see the end credit scene? I guess I told you to watch to the end, but
2: yeah,
1: I watched it. Uh, I was I was so blown away by Luke Skywalker, and my friend had texted me. It's like that was crazy, and I was like, "Yeah, let's." I'm I got to call you, man. And so we we're gonna we we're gonna have a conversation. So I paused it, and <laughs> the credits were running. So I paused it. I talked to him, you know, for twenty minutes about how great it was, and then I I get off the phone with him. It's one thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I gotta go to bed. And I look at the at the remote and it's like, Oh shit. There's a bunch of stuff like this. The credits can't be this long. And so I, I get to the end of the credits or I just watch the credits through and holy shit, there's Jabba's palace. And then it's like, I text my buddy. I'm like, dude, keep, cause he hadn't seen it either. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, watch this. And then we'll, we'll talk about that. And like, so yeah, they go to, they go to Jabba's palace and, um, it pans Bib down. Bib Fortuna is now
2: taking over Fortuna's the taken over. Bib is taken over. Yeah. And he's fat, and that's hilarious.
1: Yep. And then Fennec Shan comes down the hallway and shoots all the, the guards. And then Boba Fett comes down the hallway and shoots Bib Fortuna. Um, who says McClunky, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> which is actually Hatties, which I I can't remember what it translates to, but it's like uh something something that you're going to die or something like that um, like it's a threat which makes yeah. sense for Greedo to say it and so on and so forth but um, yeah and then Boba Fett sits down on the throne and probably the best music I've heard in a long time plays and Fennec Shan grabs some Spotchka and sits down next to him and then it just says the book of Boba Fett and I don't know where December re- 2020, I don't know why we're retelling this like everybody's seen it at this point but if they're listening to this, but it was so fucking good. And, uh, apparently that's what they're shooting right now. I thought it was going to be a prequel series, but about Boba Fett in the desert. But, uh, I hope we get, I mean, it might still, I hope we get flashbacks to Boba Fett, like at least dealing with that five, two to five years of him being in isolation. Like, why didn't he go after Cobb Vanth when he knew he had the armor? Like how did what? he get?
2: How did he lose the armor in the first place? How did he get out of the sarlacc? Right. I mean, I did would he, like did let's he f- do like a whole episode of him did just he, chilling in the sarlacc, just sitting there being like, right? Fucking did he, Han Solo, did fucking
1: Han there's Solo. So many blind
2: s- fucking Hans. <laughs> there's,
1: there's so many good storytelling. Uh, and I think if Boba Fett can come to a reckoning with his failures. I think that is going to be very, that could be very interesting about like what he, you know, how embarrassed he was like what his whole like mystique was totally ruined that day when a blind Han Solo knocked him into the Sarlacc pit. Um, But it's, it, it you know, and I, I would just, I would just watch a, sh- a Boba Fett show with him and the, the cloak and the gaffy stick like I wouldn't have to see him in the armor yeah. but retroactively thinking of you know in in hindsight thinking about this whole uh the new paint job on the on the armor it's kind of smart to um actually differentiate the boba fett before and then the boba fett after he gets the armor back because then it then you can tell which Boba Fett it is in a way, if you wanted to go into flashbacks or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I hope it's, I hope it's a a good time.
2: Um, it seems like it will be. I mean, we got tomorrow Mora. we got Ming No What's not to like?
1: No, it's going to be great. And, uh, I love that there's all these crazy plot holes that we don't, you know, how did, how did he, her stomach get fixed? How did he have the slave one? But again, it doesn't matter. There's going to be an explanation eventually. I just, well, I mean, be patient. Yeah. But at the
2: same, at the same time, it's like, I mean, slave one was just there. It was just on Tatooine. He was there on Tatooine. So it had to still be there. Probably. Yeah. I Um, mean, it's, it's, I think, I think
1: he, I think he, gave up the armor or thought that it wasn't, he wasn't worthy of it for some reason. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that makes sense. Cause then he's just like, yeah, this guy doesn't have it. And this guy's doing good things for the town. I'll let him, let him keep it. Um, But then another guy comes and takes it. It's like, all right, fine. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but
2: yeah, it's, it is interesting. I mean, I feel like, you know, the it, Vance says he got it off of jaw was, so, you know, I'm totally guessing there could be a thing where, like,
1: or he climbs out and passes out, and yeah. the Jawas take it off of him. They still, yeah, because yeah. you know they that do that work. shit. So. Oh, of course they do that shit. Um, so, <laughs> um, that's still that second episode is still one of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, that whole sequence with the Jawas and the Mudhorn, like, it's it's really great. Um, but. Um, I don't know. There's, there's some, you know, and now we have all these spinoff shows. We got all kinds of stuff, but yeah, they really
2: like up the ante this season. It was really dope. Yeah, I'm probably gonna wait like a month or so, and then go back and like rewatch it through, like binge through the whole thing in sequence.
1: Yeah, I need to do the same. Um, I st- when I think about it, I still love that first episode. Like it's just so well done. And I don't This season? This season. Yeah. Um I you know, I think this last episode was great, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um mm-hmm. I still think I like the Bo Katan and the the episode the Mando episode... the Boba Fett episode's good. Like they're all fucking good. Like none of the episodes yeah, are bad. Good. So
2: yeah, both oh, that ones good. The the Tana one's good, especially because at the end when she's like, "Where's your master?" Blonde? and it's like, "Oh shit, we're getting in some dawn." Yeah, like so.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that that one was a lot of fun, but and I think I'm gonna appreciate that one with with time more. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I just I just love how Luke Skywalker was brought into the story and it totally made sense on a storytelling level because there's, there's only, you know, that's the only reason to bring one of the big three into a story is for a purpose. You can't just do it willy nilly because then it would co opt the entire story. But.
2: Yeah, that's true. Cause you know, it's like he's, he's connected to it, but not connected to it so it's like he he can just come and dip in and dip out of the story and not take over you know no
1: absolutely which,
2: which, and he... you know like I said like now I'm hoping there's a in the Ahsoka moves the Ahsoka show we get a moment of that too where he dips in with her yeah we need and they can have maybe even to, it doesn't even have to be in the first season so you know just at some point he dips in they have a moment where they can talk about Anakin, you know, yeah. and as like the line that I said, where he can be like, he died in my arms, a Jedi. And you know, she will be able to let that shit go.
1: Yeah. Because she's, be still, to, she's still, she's still like one of the woman. Yeah.
2: She'll be able to let her grief go.
1: Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I think, I think that about does it for this week. I hope you have a good rest of your holiday. And, uh, you know, enjoyed our first, um, annual Griffmas celebration and we'll be back next week, probably to talk about how terrible this country is and, uh, how everything's going to shit. Um, yeah, Yeah,
2: like an end of the year summary, which will be kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, coronavirus. Um, well, anyway. This is, uh, this is 90% going to be talking about coronavirus. Of course. Uh, I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Kyle. And, and this, this could, could be
5: better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party. This will go home where you can see every cup of to stop as we start. Rocking around. Break. Later we'll have some pumpkin pie and we'll do some caroling. You will get a sentimental feeling when you hear voices singing, let's be jolly. Let us with the of party rocking around the Christmas tree have a happy holiday. Everyone.